0: Welcome to Writing Fright with Tanner Rutledge. I'm your host, Tanner Rutledge. And on today's episode, we're going to get into setting yourself up to write more. And before we get into that, though, I want to do the check-in. The check-in is where we're going to talk about uh, how my week went with writing, different things that happened, and uh, talk about goal-setting. Uh, this is the accountability part of the podcast. If you guys would like to share your word counts, um, you'd like to write along with me, feel free to, to email me your weekly goals, email me your weekly word counts, um, to writing at gmail.com and be happy to, uh, to stay in contact with you on those. So this week I had a goal of 4,000 words for the entire week. um, it was a rough week. I was really getting going with uh, with a new job, and uh, had some family stuff going on. And it was just it was a really hard week to uh, to get the writing time in. Um, I ended up being able to write on uh, Saturday, Sunday, Thursday, and Friday. So I had three days that I wasn't able to get my words in, um, but I ended up hitting uh, forty three hundred sixty five words. So four thousand three hundred sixty five words for the week. So super happy about that. Um, most of those were on Friday. I ended up writing, I think uh, 3,075 words on Friday to, to get into that goal. So some things that uh, that, that helped me back this week, it was just a real struggle for time. Like I said, I started a new job. Um, there was a lot of training. There was a lot of ramping things up, setting, uh, setting appointments. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. Um, there was also quite a bit of family stuff going on. Uh, my son was—he uh, had a rough week. A lot of teeth coming in, a lot of screaming, um, a lot of uh, you know growing pains. He's a he's a 15 month old baby, and then there was just uh, battling for time to be able to sit down and and write and balance it with uh, with everything. But uh, super happy that I squeezed in and and got my word count uh, this week. I also finished two chapters. Uh, so finished two chapters of the book and I got an additional 120 words on a short story that I'm writing to send in, uh, for hopefully to get published by Halloween and, uh, started planning out an anthology series of, uh, flash fiction. So I realized that uh, I am a procrastinator. Um, I will put things off to the last minute. So if I have two projects going, I can procrastinate one with the other and, uh, and hopefully get some more done. So I am going to try that. Um, so one is going to be an anthology of flash fictions, uh, hopefully 40, uh, 40 flash fictions, and then the book that I'm writing. And those should come out, uh, 2021, 2022, depending on if I self-publish or if I decide to, uh, to go the traditional routes, uh, which with the novel that I'm writing, the plan is to have it totally done, have my bug hunters and my, uh um, my beta readers go through it. So I have a good solid manuscript to take with me to, uh, to StokerCon next year to, uh, to hopefully pitch and, uh, and send out to a couple of agents. And then if it doesn't really get any traction or I get some good feedback on it, so what I'll do is publish it under my own label, um, which I'm setting up right now, uh, my own indie label to, uh, to publish my anthologies, uh, and some of the books that I want to keep control of. Um, I, I realized going through and planning out the next couple of books that are coming out uh, after this one that I have a, a definite feel that I want. And while it's not necessarily an interconnected series with, uh, with the same characters popping back up, it is, um, I guess it would be an anthology series of novels just, uh, under, under the same banner. Um. So looking, looking forward to organizing that and, and getting that out and having a bit more control over that because there's a, there's a definite feel that I want there. Anyway, so that was my week. Um, I hit my word count. I was really, really nervous on Friday that I wasn't going to hit it, um, but I, got, uh, I sat down and was able to bust out those 3,000 words, and that's the most that I've been able to write since, uh, since I started writing again. Um, So I, you know, went through a divorce, went through depression, got super busy with uh, with my job and just stopped writing for several years. And that's the that's the most that I've been able to sit down and write in one go um, since I started writing again. And it was really, really just exciting. Um, I was able to get deep into the writing. I was able to get um, some stuff on the page that I thought was really good Uh, going through and writing 500 to 1000 words at a time. It doesn't give me a lot of time to sit and work with the story and uh, i always feel like i'm going to have so much to do in revision but when i can sit down and i can knock out a, a 3000 or a 5000 word chunk in a day i i just feel like it flows better um and maybe that's all in my head and it's not going to work out that way when i go through to do revision but i end up feeling a little bit better about it so um, that was that was something that was really cool All right, so we are going to take a quick break, and then we'll jump back on here and we'll get into the meat of today's episode. And that is uh, the things that I learned when it comes to setting up the time and making sure that you're able to write, meaning that uh, your bills are getting paid, you're um, not neglecting family, and you are setting your times and setting your boundaries for writing. Hey guys, welcome back. So on this part of the show, we're gonna get into the meat of this episode and that is uh, ways that I've learned to to make time to write. One of the hardest thing to do as a writer is to actually sit down and have time to to spend with your story and to get any kind of words on page. Um, And it's something that we all struggle with, especially when we're starting out when we're new writers. getting people to respect their time, um, guarding that time and blocking it off and finding patches of, uh, of time, whether it's 10 minutes or two hours just to sit down and and get started on your story. Uh, These are some things that over the past couple months I have learned um, that have helped me and helped me get into a place where I can spend more time writing and not just carve out little 10 minute blocks here and there. I mean, actually work a, uh, a real production schedule into my day to finish large projects. So one of the one of the first things um, that I found was that I had to take control of my schedule. Um, if you guys know about my background, I was a private investigator for fifteen years. I was a personal trainer for five years. Um, those were jobs that were incredibly time consuming. I worked fifty to ninety hours a week, and I had uh, I had really really little time to. To, to do what I wanted to, to make art, to, to, to write. And uh, for the past couple of years, I was battling depression and was, for the most part, unable to write. Um, so when I got back into it, when I left the PI field, um, I always told myself that I was going to do my second career as a writer. I was finally going to sit down and make it happen. So when I left the PI industry, I decided uh, that my, my day job was going to have to be something that provided for my family. Um, and that gave me a little bit of control so that I could write and I could get things done. Um, and that's what we're going to hit on first. So when, when I decided to, to get out and look for another job, something that would pair well with writing, I, uh, actually, you know what, let's start with, uh, where, where I got the idea. So I read a lot of Michael McDowell. Uh, if you haven't read him, I highly recommend it. He wrote the elementals. Um, Cold Moon over Babylon and uh, the Blackwater uh, Blackwater Saga. Uh, he was a fantastic paperback horror writer um, through the, uh, through the 80s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Um, and he was a teacher. And decided to leave that profession to pursue writing because he he said it took, it took the same energy and he didn't have anything left over for his writing basically, and that's how I felt with PI work and uh, and even with personal training I just didn't have enough of myself left over to put into my work uh, because or to put into my uh, my literary work, um, or well you know what I'm my goal is to write <laughs> paperback horror I'm not really a literary fiction writer. Um, but to, to put into my, to put into my art and put it my work, I, um, I didn't have enough of myself left over and, uh, I hope you guys know what that means. But so I decided to, to look at something that would give me more control over my schedule, you know, fewer 90 hour work weeks, um, mainly working from home or setting my own appointments, setting me on days and being able to, uh, to have that, and and something that paid well enough that my family was taken care of, my um, we could we could do stuff when we wanted to, and I actually made enough to publish my books, and we'll get into that in a little bit. So I decided on sales. Uh, sales was something that I had a strong background in. I spent a long time as a private investigator training other investigators on how to sell their services, and that's what landed me in the insurance industry. Um, it's a product that I thought could actually help people. It's uh, something that people actually need to protect their families. I feel good about selling it. Um, I don't feel sleazy. Um, and it's it's really good money. Um, I almost made a mistake that I see a lot of other writers do um, in taking a day job that doesn't take a lot out of you, but it doesn't give you a lot uh, financially. So taking jobs at, uh, in retail, taking jobs at uh, Amazon warehouses where you're making... You know maybe 30 36 thousand a year which really isn't this day and age is not enough to live on and is not enough to really take care of your family and and be able to to publish works to your to your fullest if you decide to self-publish um you're also going to be stuck somewhere for 40 hours and uh, it's really going to eat into time that you can use for writing now i you know i still work probably 40 or 50 hours on on sales but i decide when i work those hours which has been fantastic Um, so moving into that career, let's let's talk about the money, um, in sales, I have the potential to make, um, enough to take care of my family. Um, you know, vacations live comfortably, um, so that I don't have that stress. I can take care of my debt, whittle things down so that, uh, so that I have less liability, um, so that maybe someday in the future I can rely more heavily on my income from writing and... I can afford to self-publish there are things that i'm working on that i know i'm not going to go to the traditional route on um there's a there's an anthology that i do want complete control over i want um, to write most of the original content i want to do the editing and i want to put it out so I know that my indie publishing label is going to be putting that out. Um, there's a couple of books that I'm doing that I know are not going to have a mainstream audience. They're going to be more toward the extreme horror, um, extreme supernatural horror. And I know that I want control over theirs. There's also a line that I'm putting out that, I, that I'm that i working on that I want a certain feel. The, uh, you know, I want the cover art to 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 elicit a certain feeling. I want the total packaging and marketing of that book to do something very specific and to, to elicit a very specific feeling and nostalgia in my readers. So I am going to keep control of that property. Um, There's other stuff that I'm working on, like the, uh, the book that I'm writing right now. Um, It's a, well it's a it's a supernatural suspense um a cult detective thriller there's there's a couple of spots where it could fall into but there's there is a potential for a mainstream horror audience there and there's a more potential for it to be picked up by a traditional publisher so we're going to try that route out first but for the stuff that I do want to self-publish it takes quite a bit of resources to do that and do it properly so I want a development or a, a real developmental editor to look over it. I want a real line editor to polish it for me. And I want professional proofreaders to go through and make sure that I have a great looking product, um, that a, a great looking piece of, uh, of art that is not going to knock the readers out of the story with misspelled words or bad punctuation um, or gaping plot holes. And I, I know that I want that support on the back end of, uh, of my story to, uh, to really give my readers what they deserve. And I feel like as a, as a writer, even as a new writer, that is something that I'm focused on. I write for the enjoyment of others. I want to entertain others. So I, I want that. And it takes money to do that. Um, developmental editing um, for what I priced out was between $1,700 and $2,000 just for the developmental editing, um, another thirteen to fifteen for the uh, for the line editing and proofreading. Um, then there's the person that I want to hire to do the, uh, the artwork for most of the books that I'm doing. I know that's going to be $500 a cover-ish. So we're looking at uh, a few thousand dollars there per book. Just to get the thing pr- uh, published and printed, then there's the marketing. Um, it's going to be another couple thousand getting uh, you know a couple months before release, getting uh, getting the word out there for pre-sale, doing the uh, doing the ad campaigns for social media, for podcasts, for um, I'm thinking Amazon, um, and doing all the paid advertising that I can do to get the word out about the books. That costs money, so I mean I'm looking at between probably four, maybe $6,000 per book, um, that I know on the first couple books, there's a really good chance I won't make that back. So financially, I have to make sure that I'm in a good place to be able to take that hit, um, because that is something that I'm going to do. Um, and working at Walmart or working at, uh, working kind of, I hate using the term dead-end job, but working a job like that, I'm, I'm not going to have those resources. Working sales, doing something that pays me more and gives me, you know, more responsibility, but also more time to do what I want, more resources to get it done is something that I decided early on that I would need to do to be successful as a writer um, and to make sure that my family is taken care of and I'm not dragging them along and now getting into something else with, uh, with time management is going to be the family aspect. Um, most of us, when you get into writing, you realize that your friends and family don't really support it. People don't really see it as a, uh, as a viable means of making, making money, which in a lot of cases it's not, but it can be, if you do it right. Um, and getting them to respect your time as a writer getting them to respect the time that you were setting aside to write is incredibly difficult and it's an uphill battle but there is something that i noticed and this is something that i that i that i noticed this week and it was as writers we tend to demand people to to, to respect our time and to stay away while we're writing when i'm writing i like to be in a room totally by myself as quiet as I can get it to write for 30 minutes to two hours if I'm lucky. And, um, it's hard to get that. My, uh, so my relationship, I was a, I was a personal trainer. Um, we are, we were very into physical fitness, um, feeling good, being out, being active. Um, when I first started writing, I didn't have as much control over my schedule as I do now. And uh, the thing that I took the time away from was writing and taking it a little bit away from family time. Um, excuse me, was the, the time for writing. I took it away from working out and a little bit of family time, um, which working out was something that's very, very important in my household Phys- uh, physical fitness and being, you know, physically prepared for anything is something that's, that, that's very, um, very important to us. So that caused quite a bit of friction. And as writers, there's just kind of things that that you're going to butt heads with when you're trying to get people to respect that time and when you're trying to settle into a new normal. Um, But one thing that I noticed was that I was asking for her to respect this time that I was sitting aside. But when I when I really looked at our time through the day, I wasn't doing the same for her. So if I'm asking for 30 minutes today to sit down to do my writing, I need to do something to make sure that I can give her that same thing because it's not fair for me to have that and for her not to. So if you're having problems with, uh, with your spouse, with your, with your partner, with your family, um, take a look at how you're treating their time. Um, That was something and uh, something that I'm not super proud of. But I was uh, I was not treating her time with the with the respect that it was due. And uh, once I started doing that, uh, it became a lot easier to set aside the time. Um, Now, once you're able to set aside time. Find what works for you. So last week I had a couple of days where I was only able to get like a hundred or 300 words in because of the time of day I was writing. Um, I was writing, uh, writing at, uh, later at night when everything was done and everybody was settling in. Um, I had a couple windows where Kristen was finishing up some office work after, uh, after our son went to bed and I had some alone time to sit and write. Um, and it was nice to have that time, but I noticed my, uh, the story just came slower. It's not the best time for me to write. Um, and what I found was the best time for me to write is first thing in the morning. I get up, I do the coffee. Um, yes, you know, I get up, um, shower, get coffee, um, have breakfast with with the family and sit down and write um, and go ahead and get my word count for the day. Knocked out first thing, roll straight from that into, uh, into my sales job. And uh, I've noticed on those days when I do that, I'm fresh, probably because I've just drank like three or four cups of coffee and I roll right into getting things done. And that's something that's worked really well for me. Some people are better at writing at night, some people in the morning, some people do really well at lunch, but I've noticed that I do my best work when I get it done first thing, because I have all this amazing energy and something that, I know, that I've that i noticed is it puts me in a really creative and really good place when I go into work. Um, so when I turn that off and I start doing, uh, um, I switch on and I start doing sales copy and I start doing social media marketing for, uh, for my other job. And I start doing, um, um, getting ready to do my prospecting and, um, and go out and talk to people and have these conversations. I'm just in a better headspace if I've written, um, even more so than when I worked out earlier in the day. And then by lunch, um, I've got the word count knocked out. So at lunch I can go and I can get my fitness in, which is something I'm, Going to try next week. That's one of my action points: is uh, getting back into working out at lunch, um, finish up the day, and then if I have that time, that uh, you know, just that extra awesome time at night where I can sit down and get some some more writing in. That's just extra, um, and I'm not trying to push myself too hard to uh, to make sure I get that word count um, when when I'm exhausted. So that is something that I learned this week that really works for me and works for my process. Um, and a couple of pieces of advice that I think, um, that I think could help some other writers, you know, find the time of day that works best for you and try to write during that time. Make sure if you're asking other people to respect your time, that you are doing what you can to respect theirs. And, um, Get into a good paying job. Don't don't settle for a crap job just to have more time to write, you know, get into something that's going to give you more responsibility. That's going to pay you well um, so that you're not freaking out about money um, and so that you can afford to self publish um, or independently publish. You know what? I think on the podcast, I'm going to differentiate uh, differentiate. Ugh, I can't talk um, between self publishing and indie publishing. So indie publishing is going with small presses. Um, or if you were self-publishing and you were putting out a polished professional product, I'm just going to go ahead and call that indie publishing. And you're an indie author. So um, for 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 this show and in most conversations I've had with other writers, that's kind of the way they look at it. Um, there is self-publishing and then there is independently publishing your work, which I think is what what we, we should shoot for, um, at least for some of the works that we do um, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's everything that I've got for today. So guys, I will talk to you on the next episode. If you would like to reach out to me, um, you can email me at writingfright@gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, send me your word counts guys. What I'd, what I would love to do in the, uh, the check-in at the beginning of the show is to talk about you guys a little bit. So, um, if you're cool with it, send me your word counts, send me how close you got, or if you went over or if you hit your goals for the week, I'd be more than happy to, to do a bragging thing at the, uh, at the start of the episode to, uh, drop your name. If you're comfortable with that or your pin name, or if you want to come up with some sort of screen name, um, drop that, drop your word counts. Um, so that, uh, so the listeners know that, you know, I'm making my sales goals and keeping myself accountable, and you guys are too, and we're all celebrating in each other's successes, um, which is what I, I really want this show to be, uh, be about. So definitely email me those at writingfright@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Um, you can also drop a voice message, follow the link in the show notes, and that'll take you to a place where you can record a voice message. If you have questions for me um, also send me any questions you have for other authors, um, literary agents and publishers. Um, I'm going to be working the next couple of weeks on getting some interviews together. Um, talking to different professionals throughout the the horror um, and speculative fiction genre and the and writing community, um, people at different points in their careers, uh, asking them questions, seeing what they do, because what works for me might not necessarily work for you, um, and I'm also learning with you guys. So uh, once we get those recorded uh, and down, what I'm going to do is alternate. One week will be an episode like this where I talk about something I've learned. The next week will be an episode talking to one of the authors uh, or um, industry community members um, about, uh, about questions that we have about publishing, about their careers and about their current works. Um, If you guys have books coming out um i am going to start doing some ads and doing some different things Um, if you're interested in advertising on the show again email me um i've said the email address three or four times and it'll be in the show notes um also connect with us on social media on facebook and instagram at writing fright guys have fun hit your word counts Uh, oh let's see my goal for next week is going to be six thousand words So I'm gonna try to get 6,000 words on this story and I'll try to get the middle flushed out on the uh, the short story that I'm writing. So you guys have fun. Uh, Again, email me your goals, email me your word counts, and I will talk to you next week.